right, anyone else see Pac-Man? Just me? Yeah? Okay, we'll just, just call it out. Yeah, just call it out. I love those little, those little icons uh, for the Core 52 that we've created. Uh, so in 2013, Pharrell Williams released his smash hit song, Happy. How many of you all remember that? Yeah, how can you not remember it? It was everywhere. Like you could not get away from it, even if you wanted to. It's hard to believe that, uh, that it was eight years ago that it came out. It's also hard to believe that anyone could listen to that song and not kind of like dance along with it, feel a little bit happier. Uh, in fact, the, the music video for that song uh, is just a bunch of people and some random minions uh, dancing around to it, snapping their fingers, clapping along with them, all of that. And, and to show, I think, just how much people want that sense of happiness and joy in their life, that song has been watched, the video has been watched over one billion times on YouTube. Like, that's billion with a, with a B. And, and I think that it was a hit, one, because it is, I mean, obviously super catchy uh, and because you couldn't get away from it. But I think it was also a hit because it just, it, it reached that place inside of every single one of us that is looking and longing for happiness. It, it reached that place in us. It's like, man, we just long in our relationships and in our life and in our circumstances to, to just be happy when life sometimes just feels so stressful and chaotic and like it's just pushing down on us, taking our joy and our energy away. And we just want to carve out a little bit of space where we can be happy, even if it's just while we listen to a, a song. All of us <clears throat> want to find happiness in our life. And it, it might seem crazy what I'm about to say. Yeah, thank you. The 11 o'clock service, you are my people. You are the ones who recognize that better than anyone else did. And if you're like, what in the world is he talking about? That's the first line of the song, all right? So just a cheesy little, you always got to pay attention, all right? Always pay attention. But this, might, this might sound crazy, but I believe that God wants us to be happy too. And some of you, you hear that and you're like, well, yeah, of course God wants me to be happy. Like that's kind of a fundamental belief that you have. God wants me to be happy. Others hear that maybe with a little bit more of a critical ear and you think, well, does God really only want me to be happy or does he want more for me? Like, does God want me to be holy? But here's the thing. I, I don't know that we necessarily need to separate those two things. Like, I don't think that we need to separate happiness from holiness. I think that these two things go hand in hand, actually. Like, that's the way that God designed us and designed this world to, to work. That as we pursue a life of holiness, we will find the happiness that we desire. And I just want to submit to us this morning that, that our problem is not that we pursue happiness. Our problem and where, where issues kind of arise is when we pursue happiness in like all of the wrong places. When we look for happiness in people or relationships or circumstances that will never be able to provide the, the happiness that we're, that we're looking for. When, when we look to, to these things that can never fully deliver on what we, we hope for. And when our culture talks about finding happiness, it, it talks about all of these, these things like, you know, just look to yourself for your happiness. Look inside your heart. Find your own way. Follow your heart. Do whatever makes you happy. Even in the, the song, Pharaoh Williams says, clap along if you know what happiness is to you. And, and I think in a lot of ways, our culture thinks about happiness the same way that it thinks about truth, that it's, it's relative. It's up to the individual. 
Whatever's true to you is true to you. Whatever makes you happy, makes you happy. Follow your heart, do whatever you want. It's all relative. It's up to the individual to find happiness within ourselves. And that sounds really good to a lot of people, which is why I think so many in our culture have bought into it. But listen, I don't think it's any coincidence. Like when you look around, our world is is more unhappy than what it's ever been before. (laughs) People are oftentimes miserable. Because happiness is not found in those places and relationships and people where we look for it. One of the reasons I believe that God wants us to be happy, actually, there's a couple of things. One, I mean, it's just the way that he designed us. I mean, he, he gave us that emotion of happiness. He, he put, you know, certain chemicals in our minds and in our bodies that make us feel that happiness. But I, but I think another reason why I believe that God wants us to be happy is because he's given us a recipe for happiness in, in his word. Like scripture points us to how to live a happy, full, joyful life. And that doesn't mean that there's never going to be hardships, pain, struggles. Absolutely there will be. But how we can have this deep sense of joy and satisfaction in the Lord who loves us. If you have a Bible or a Bible app that you like to use, turn with me to our text today, Psalm chapter 1. If you are new to Scripture, man, welcome. We are so glad that you are here. Psalms, it's really easy to find. If you have a Bible in front of you, just open up to the middle and flip back a little bit, and you'll get into the Psalms, and then, uh, then you can turn to Psalm chapter 1. Psalm 1 is good news for those of us who long to be happy. It's this declaration to us that that not only is happiness possible, but like here's how you can find it. And for those of us following along with Core 52, Psalm 1, 1 through 3 is our core verse for the week. Again, if you're new with us, you're kind of jumping in on this 52-week study that we're doing through the, the most important passages in Scripture that everybody needs to know. And, uh, and this has been a, a great way for us just to kind of pull back and see the big picture of what, what God wants to teach us and how relevant his word still is in our life. And so we've been teaching in here on Sunday mornings on these core verses. Um, our life groups and our Bible studies have been studying them. Uh, we've, we've just had a, a lot of like, people practicing memorization of these verses. Uh, there's also a Core 52 book that we have out in the lobby. If you want to jump in, we're on week nine. You can grab one of those books for $10. I encourage you to, to go out and get one if you haven't already. And we've been, we've been joined in Core 52 uh, with a few other churches in our community, which is really cool. Uh, it's been neat to just be able to collaborate on those things with them. But, uh, but we are also joined each week by our friends in Myanmar at Asian Children's Mission. Uh, Josiah and his crew join us each week from right there in Myanmar, just uh, east of India and south of China. And so Josiah, if you guys are joining us right now at the 11 o'clock service, we welcome you. So glad that you guys are a part of the Sherwood Oaks family and, and participating in Core 52 with us. And this morning, some of the children that they serve through their mission Uh, have memorized our text for today and are going to recite it for us. So let's check out this video. Oh, 
how can you not be happy after watching that, right? That is fantastic. They memorized that to be able to share with us this morning. And so you've got no excuse. You've got no excuse to not be able to memorize this passage this week. Hey, we, we show that video one just because it is so sweet to see children memorize and hide God's word in their heart. Uh, but two, because uh, the first Sunday of every November is uh, Persecuted Church Sunday, where we kind of just step back and remember and pray for uh, those, our brothers and sisters, part of God's family around the world uh, that are being persecuted because of their faith. And it's happening more and more and more in places that are opposed to the gospel. And Myanmar is one of those places. Uh, churches in Myanmar um, are being persecuted because of their faith in Jesus. And the children that Josiah and his team work with um, are safe, uh, but, but they are working hard to continue to protect them from that. Many in the surrounding area are experiencing that. So pray for them. If you want to learn more just about the persecuted church and ways that as Sherwood Oaks, we're coming alongside and and doing something and helping, uh, we've got a little booth out in the lobby. We invite you to stop by uh, on your way out today. So chapter one begins with this description of the person who is blessed. Some translations uh, translate that word happy, which is actually is, is more accurate uh, that, that word, that, that, that if you look up the definition of the Hebrew word, the first thing that you're going to see is that that word means a heightened state of happiness and joy. I mean, that sounds like a blessed person to me. Who doesn't want to have a heightened state of happiness and joy in their life? And the root word of this Hebrew word that's translated blessed in our NIV, the, the root word of that is a straight path. It means to make progress on a straight path. And so that's what this psalm is all about. Psalm 1 shows us the path that we can take and the path that we can walk to find this deep, lasting, abiding happiness that our lives desire. This God-centered happiness. It teaches us that true happiness is is found in, in knowing and believing with all of our heart that God walks with you and is for you. That no matter what comes your way, the roots of your faith can hold strong because it is nourished and protected by the God who loves you and that you are never alone. That's the blessing and the true happiness of Psalm chapter one. And it shows us this straight path towards happiness by contrasting it with a crooked path. This is actually a psalm that has a few different contrasts in it. And we see the first one right at the beginning. There is this crooked path that so many people in our culture take, thinking that it's going to lead them to the happiness and the joy and the blessing that they desire, but it actually leads them even further from it. Look at the opening verse with me again. Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. And so while God shows us this straight path towards true happiness, there are a lot of other crooked paths that many people take. These winding roads that lead to dead ends that can never fully deliver on the promise that they give. And these paths, the psalmist says, are laid out by uh, three groups of, of people, kind of categorized as the wicked, the sinners, the mockers. And, and these are descriptions of people who do not consider God's words 
and ways in their life or in the decisions that they make. They just kind of discount it like, oh, well, God has nothing to say to this. I'm not going to consult it. Or they outright oppose and, and, and mock it. And notice that there's a progression in the actions here. There's this increasing degree of resistance against God and his word in their pursuit of happiness. You can almost um, capture verse one like this. Walking with the wicked is listening to bad advice about where to find happiness. Standing in the sinners with the sinners is actually now acting on and, and, and taking that bad advice and, and doing it. And sitting with the mockers is, is the person who is just kind of sitting back, mocking everything about God and now giving bad advice to others about where and how to find happiness. Verse 1 describes the person who's just kind of settled into this life that is drifting further and further and further away from God and his word and his ways. And, and, and it talks about these three, you know, the, the wicked, the, the sinners, and, and the mockers. And those, those aren't necessarily people who just outright oppose God and denounce him. Because the truth is that you can believe in God in general and yet functionally live as if there's no God. Functionally live as, as an atheist. You can say, yes, I believe in God and yet there's no demonstration of that in your life. You, you let other voices influence how you think and how you feel about things. But when we do that, we are walking down this crooked path that leads away from the happiness that we desire. In Psalm 1, by grace, it shows us the end of that path almost as a, as a warning in verse 4. It says, the wicked are like chaff that the wind blows away. The wicked are like chaff that the wind blows away. When a farmer would bring his grain and they would collect it and it would be the grain and then all of like the dry dead leaves that the grain was in and they would bring it in this open airy place and they would make a big pile of it and they would take their pitchfork or other tool and they would scoop it up and throw it in the air and the grain would fall to the ground because it, it had substance. There was, there was weight to it but the chaff would blow away in the wind because there's nothing to it. And chaff is an image that the Bible uses to describe something that is worthless, that is meaningless, something that doesn't have any weight or substance to it. In Psalm 1, it's like trying to find happiness in fads that pop up. It's trying to find happiness in yourself by following your heart. It's poof, it's gone. The chaff is trying to find happiness in the opinion of others, trying to please other people in your life. Poof, it's fleeting, it's gone, it's impossible. There's no substance to it, there's no weight. True happiness is this settled conviction inside of you. It's knowing deep down within that no matter what you face in life, God is with you and he is for you. So how do we find this happiness? Jump back up to verse two. So happy is the one who does not walk or sit or stand with people who look for their happiness apart from God, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. 
and who meditates on his law day and night. Listen to the contrast here. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. So happy is the person who delights in the law of the Lord and who meditates upon it. Now, oftentimes we hear that word meditation and maybe your mind goes to like the Eastern religious expression of meditation. That's just about kind of centering yourself and and removing yourself from the reality and finding your inner peace. That's not the meditation that scripture talks about. Meditation in scripture is not about removing yourself from something, but attaching yourself to someone. In this verse, the word meditate is this continuous pondering and attachment to God's word and ways. It is reading and reflecting and memorizing, even wrestling with the word of God during the course of your daily life to the point that it comes out of you. This is not just the person who is in the word. This is the person that the word comes out of. In fact, the literal translation for meditate is, is to coo or murmur. It's that picture of a, of a baby who is so content, full, happy, that they're just cooing and murmuring. That a life that is spent meditating on the word of God finds that type of contentment. In all they do, they reflect and follow God's teaching, his worldview and his way of life. Instead of chaff that has no substance and blows away in the wind, this person, Psalm 1 says, is like a tree planted by streams of living water. Its roots run deep or well-nourished. Nothing can shake it. No storm can knock it down. In the intense heat of summer, it bears fruit and its leaf does not wither. True happiness is the settled conviction inside of you. Knowing deep down within, that God is for you. He will never leave you. So how do we find this happiness? In his book, Celebration of Discipline, Richard Foster writes these words. He says, the heart and mind will always take on an order that conforms to the order of whatever it concentrates upon. That's kind of a, a dense statement, so let me, let me read it again. The heart and mind will always take on an order that conforms to the order of whatever it concentrates upon. In other words, whatever you spend time concentrating upon is going to shape your mind. And whatever you focus your mind on is going to be what you find yourself thinking about throughout the day. And whatever you find yourself thinking about throughout the day, whether you want it to or not, it's inevitably going to come out of you. I've shared this story before, but uh, when our girls were much younger than what they are now, uh, I was um, meeting a guy at a Dairy Queen, which if you ever want to have a meeting with me and you throw out Dairy Queen, I am in. I don't care what you want to talk about. If it includes ice cream, I'm in. And uh, so we were, we were meeting at Dairy Queen. Uh, he wanted to talk about serving in our Celebrate Recovery ministry. And uh, I got there just a little bit early. Uh, and so I went ahead and placed my order while I was, while I was waiting. And uh, while I was waiting on, on my order to be filled, I was kind of just standing there in my own little world, you know, oblivious to whatever was going on around me. And I was whistling, you know, just kind of a little bit to myself. I'm, 
I always have a song in my head and sometimes that's great and sometimes it's like the bane of my existence. Like, why can't I get this out of my head? Like the song Happy is gonna be stuck in my head the rest of the day and probably the rest of the week. Uh, But I had a song stuck in my head and I was just kind of whistling it, not really paying a whole lot of attention. And uh, my ice cream was ready and so the lady brought it out to me and she goes, here you go. And then she said, were you just whistling the theme song to Mickey Mouse Clubhouse? I'm like, you know what, now that uh, you mention it, yes. <laughs> yes, I was. And I was trying to like scrounge around for an excuse of why. And she goes, it's okay. I have kids. We watch that all the time. It's always stuck in my head too. <laughs> but I think it's true, right? Like whatever we concentrate upon, whatever our minds are saturated with, are eventually going to come out of us. And it's funny when it's, you know, a song. Or it's even funnier when it's a song like the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse theme song. But It's not as funny when what we concentrate on and what comes out of us is gossip, it's anger, resentment, divisiveness. When what comes out of us causes damage to our relationships and the people that we love, It's not funny when in our pursuit of happiness, we leave behind the people who love us to go our own way and do our own thing. It leaves a wake of brokenness and pain in the path that you choose to walk, finding your own happiness, disregarding disregarding what it does for others. And true happiness is when the word of God is planted in you so deeply that it flows out of you and it bears fruit in you. Fruit that not just you enjoy, but others enjoy too. It's found in learning and loving and living God's word. When those, all those things come together. And we can only get to that place when we delight and we meditate on the word of God and we live it out in our lives. See, the truth is the practices we do shape the people we are. If we want to be this strong tree planted by streams of living water that flow through us, that bear fruit of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and goodness and self-control, if we want the fruit to come out of us even when life heats up, if we want to be people with true, lasting, abiding happiness, it starts by by no longer trying to find that in ourselves and following our own heart, but by soaking ourselves in the word of God and living it out. In this text filled with contrast, the author closes with a final one. Verse five and six says, therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. God guides and protects those who walk his path towards happiness in their life. He watches over them like a loving husband over his wife, like a protecting father over his children. But for those who walk and stand and sit in the crooked paths that lead to destruction, God allows them to walk on the path that they choose. But when they get to the end of it and they realize that that it didn't lead to where they thought it was going to be. Like a loving father, he runs out and he meets them on the path and he welcomes them back home. He welcomes you back home. 
And maybe in your life you have walked this crooked path and it has left you feeling beat up and tired and empty and alone and you are hungry and there's this desire in your soul that just cannot be filled. If that's you, your heavenly father is ready with arms that is open to welcome you back home. He's already made a way for you through the cross of Jesus. Because of his life, death, and resurrection, all of your sin can be forgiven. Your past can be wiped clean and you can be set on a new path, one that leads to God's happiness and blessing in your life. And you can start walking that path today when you surrender your life to him. I'm gonna invite you to stand with me. We're gonna sing one more song and... If you're here today and you're ready to surrender and start following Jesus, at the end of our service, we invite you to come. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for the joy that you give us, the happiness that you lead us to, that this world can never take away because it's not in anything or anyone. It's in you. It's in your faithfulness to us. It's in your goodness for us. So Lord, I pray that our hearts will find rest and joy in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for watching this message from Sherwood Oaks Christian Church. Did you know you can view any message from the past six years at socc.org messages? You can also view complete worship services from the past month at socc.tv.